Fellas, we live. Go to my uh, Facebook page. It's your boy Wiggles. You can share the video. It's that time, man. They got a good show lined up for y'all tonight, so please tune in right now. Share the video right now. Tag all your friends, family, colleagues, and your co-workers. It's going down in a major way. Welcome, 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 and welcome, and welcome, and welcome, and welcome, and welcome again. This is Wiggles Road Network, home of the young warranty, but that's RGP. And it is your boy Wiggles, man, and we are live right here on live with this your boy Wiggles, man. I'm super duper excited, man. We are in one of the dopest months of the 12 months that we have February, man. The month where we celebrate black history, we celebrate black productivity, black progress, black success, black excellence, black everything and tonight man with me i have the opportunity of celebrating uh two black men 
almost one and the same, I guess you could say, if you think about it like that. <laughs> Tonight's guest, man, the Radio Twins, man, that got them with me. Rich couldn't sit uh, CJ and JJ. They both began with their love of music and wanting to know the inner works of the radio and the TV world. This led them to the Communication Studies Program at HBCU Morgan State University. This continued even as they graduated to continue in radio and television. They started working at Radio One as interns and just interned there until they secured jobs, and it's been a great ride ever since. They've helped and assisted with side projects and created a business of their own in 2016. Also, members of the greatest fraternity in the whole wide world, the best organization known to man, and that is the organization, the fraternity of Phi Beta Sigma. Fraternity Incorporated. We also have a podcast and a radio show that airs currently, man. The love of music and people will be with them until they leave this earth. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome uh, my friends, my brothers, CJ and JJ, aka Radio Twins. Yo, 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 yo. I got a Radio Twins at the building one time. Man, I'm super duper excited, man. Um, y'all boys are legends in the game. You know, icons in your own rank, in your own realm, man. You know, I'm always baffled when people who have incredible resumes only send me a little bit of a resume to read when I know <laughs> for sure that you have a plethora of things to to say. You got a bunch of accolades and awards and rewards and all of this stuff, man. But nonetheless, we're going to do what we do, man. Again, welcome to Wiggles Run Network, man. Uh, this is our second time sitting on camera together. The first time I had the pleasure of sitting down on you guys' is, uh, uh, show, man. We just chopped it up. And so now y'all on my show and we get to chop it up. I know this ain't the last time we're going to do it. So what I do on the show is I read the bio. And then I allow you to the opportunity to express yourself and or reintroduce yourself to the show. And then we just have a conversation based on what I read, based on what you said and what I know. We're going to go from there, all right? All right. Cool. All right. Hit him with, the, hit him, hit him with your own intro, man. Oh, well, I'm JJ, of course. I'm CJ. And before we begin, I definitely want to say, first of all, I love the theme, your theme music. Right. That's pretty <laughs> And secondly, what should have been first is uh, we definitely want to give our condolences out to the family and friends, you included, for LaMichael Hendricks, brother. Bless you. Um, we saw exactly, exactly through what your social media that you, you were really close to him. So we definitely want to right. give that first. Appreciate so, it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And um, uh, we, like I said, we... We never think that we have this major, long, this long major dishes. long bio or whatever, because we just feel like probably saying not true, but it's like we we're cool. We don't think that we're these ordinary people. people. Yeah, you we're know? just some ordinary guys that right. literally just try to move through the world like regular folk. Uh, we try to relate to people on on their level. So that way it, it doesn't seem like, you know, we're like here and they're here. No, it's always right, right about here, same right. level. So, you know, cause everybody walk and talk, breathe, bleed the same. So it's like some, some way, shape, form, we just try to figure out a way where the world can kind of find out that we all are alike. Right. More and, so than different. And that's pretty much, it, it made me think of what he was, as he was talking, it made me think of our clothing line, which is born to win apparel. Um, because we feel like everybody that's brought here, that's born, 
is meant to win, regardless right. of what you, you know, what, what it is, whatever it is that you do, um, you were born, you were born to win. You made right. it this far, uh, the talents and whatever it is that you have can expound on it. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very, very humble. I, I hear humility all over that. You know, I, I get it. You, you guys want equality and you know equity and all of those things because you don't want anybody to look at you to be larger than they are. You know, but I mean, in you know, I mean, if you get at what you do, you get at what you do. And if you've been doing what you've been doing for a while and you've been studying how you studied and you. You know, you've uh, progressed the way you progressed or been consistent and had some continuity and you got you got a partner in the pair. You just been you just good at it. You just good at it, man. And so, again, appreciate uh, the condolences, man. And I'm going to give you your roses and your flowers, man. And we're going to talk that good talk. Right. Right. So, uh, let, let, let's let's go to the very beginning, man. The very, very beginning. This is going to be the funniest, strangest, oddest question ever. Right. <laughs> And, and look, this ain't it's just because I want to laugh right now. Y'all ready? Right. When, when did y'all realize that y'all were twins? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, probably about what, eight, nine? I mean, because we, we noticed that my, my pops would always dress all of us alike, right? Mm. Including, like she would have the female version of whatever it was that we had the male version of when it comes to clothes. So, uh, we used to always argue. So I guess when, you know, like you got my shoes on, no, they, my pants, those, those my shorts and, you know, those type of things. And we realized, I guess, you know, my, my father used to always be like, no, I got y'all the same thing. Cause he knew if he got one, let's say a red shirt and my brother, let's say my brother loved red. Mm -hmm. Why? Right. So to, to squelch all that, my, my pops would just go ahead and buy the same thing. So I think that's about, seven eight years old when we realized we were twins yeah and i guess when we got into i guess you can say when we got into morgan we realized we could use it to our advantage right mm -hmm. because always uh quiet individuals um always really playing the background right and i remember the first uh, major uh project we had to do was my brother me and it was this other guy, white guy, who used to be in our class. Um, and we did we finished the actual product. Um, the first thing he said was, uh, when the the, the, uh, the white guy that was in our group actually had to leave to go to another class. So my brother stuck around, but I had a class, but it wasn't as, as you know, I didn't need to be there quick. But the, the guy who was the engineer of the production, he was like, we just got into conversation. And he was like, y'all ever thought about doing this on your own? He was like, no, no, not really. He was like, because y'all know y'all don't need Slim. And that was, he was talking about the white guy that was in right. that group. He was like, no, he, he cool. He, he, he said, yeah, I'm saying y'all carried your weight. He carried his weight. But like, y'all got something. We was just like, oh, we do. And we okay. just, and we just kept putting it off. Um, and we've heard many people say, look, you got something. Right. Work on it. Um, because what got us into Morgan in the first place was actually music. We wanted to be writers and producers. And we figured the first thing was, of course, once we got into Morgan, we figured they were just going to throw us into the boards, period, point blank. Of course right. not. Not of course not. No. We was like English and math, math and, and history. Yeah, right. What? <laughs> like, no. And I think what solidified the fact that we had made the right choice, we were in 
financial aid line. And who do we meet? Parrish, as in EPMD, right? Eric and Parrish. He was wow. there with his. And we're like sitting, like, of course, the, everybody was standing in line for like an hour, hour or, or longer. Right. So, of course, when you have a line against the wall, people start sitting down in line. So we're in the hallway sitting down and there's like two lines against each wall. And we just happened to notice. And my brother was like, I just, well, I just, I usually, I didn't fan out anything. I just was more like, I said, you look familiar. I said, are you EPMD? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm here with my sister. We was like, yo. So then that's when we kind of realized maybe we are on the right track. You know, right. that, so. Yeah. And he told us then, he, he probably won't ever remember this, but um, we do, of course. He was like, continue being patient, doing what it is that you do. Use right. what you have to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Things will come after that. He said, but remain real to you. And never take no for an answer. Right. And we was like, okay. And we, we had no clue, but I mean, those next four, five years, yeah, we figured out what he meant. Right. So, mm. and, and it really worked out. Classes and all, when he was failing classes, I'd pick him up and, you know, help him out with it. You know, like, like he would, for lack of a better phrase, he would take his classes, like a class or two that I knew I was failing. Right. He would sit in for me. Or if he couldn't, like, let's say his schedule was like working in the evenings and there was like, let's say one English class left that he needed to take. I'd take it as him. And, you know, he really didn't miss anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> we was always, I mean, regardless if it was taking tests or, and then there were times when we, we knew we had tough classes. We would just literally sit in classes together. I'd sit on one end, he'd sit on the other. So whatever I did get, uh, I kind of helped him with it and vice versa, especially when it came to like English and what was it? Humanity, right. Definitely. Humanities. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it? Uh, biology and, and sociology and, um, psychology. Those classes were like a little rough. So, but I, I guess you could say the, 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 the things that I hated about those classes is I tended to pay more attention. And when it was, we were given like, let's say chapters to read, some people choose to read, others didn't. Yeah, we he, he called me on that all. Yeah, so he would way trick. I guess you could say trick me into reading the let's say two chapters, and I'm reading the two chapters, and then right before class he'll say like, you know that chapter was real good, and I'd be like, yeah it was, and I would give him details or whatever, and notice he was writing this stuff down. I'm like, did you read the book? but never really questioned them on it. Right. So it got to about chapter five. Right. I think he figured it out. And then he was like, no, I'm not telling you no more about this book. You got to read it. So I literally had to start from the beginning of the book and read it myself. So I can kind of get an idea of what was going on. Cause he caught on to what I was doing. So, you know, from there, you know, it's always some ways we trying to get over on everybody when it comes to being twins. But then when it was time where I, he knew when it came to the library, he was like, yo, we got to do these papers. And I'm like, dude, I'm not doing no paper. I was the lazy one. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie about that. So when we went to the library and I knew we had to go and do stuff, I, I was like, dog, dog, you go ahead and you look for the books. I'm gonna go over here on the sofa and, and cop some Z's. And I literally, <laughs> yes, did. I just literally. was like, dude, I can't do this. He would be like, yo, wake me when you find what you need. Right. And then just let me know. Cause he knew after, after a while, if he found something and I'm like, okay, he almost done his project. 
uh, I guess I got to get up and do this. And that was the motivation because he knew at times I was just, dude, I ain't trying to have it. I ain't, I'm not trying to do it. I'm just going to go ahead and do what I got to do. But it took a minute. It, uh, it, it took, it always took me more time to like get in gear and be like, okay, I know what I got to do. But I think that's another uh, aspect of it because technically if I didn't have him as the, the go-to boot, and when I say boot, I mean, he would kick me in gear and like, yo, we got to do this. We got to do this. Stop playing. Right. So let, let me ask you, because th that's some incredible information, man. We, I mean, we jumped from seven years old to college and we get that. <laughs> that <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we, that was a huge right. jump, right? Nonetheless, though, man, there's some key things that you guys have said as it relates to being able to stand in the gap for one another. And I think that's something that should be noted, man. So. You, you got middle school and you got high school, man. And and the flip side of standing in the gap, you got the part where it's like, okay, yo, we got to make this work because, you know, if you failing, then I'm failing. Or if you're in trouble, I'm in trouble. So what was that like, man? Once you all started to come into your own, your middle school and high school teenagers, uh, what is that like standing in the gap for one another and also like, yo, trying to, make sure that both of y'all are intact so that you, you both of y'all don't get in trouble because somebody is falling by the wayside well I'll, I'll say this before he starts our differences when it came to girls he liked a whole different type of girl than i did like mine was more calm laid back conservative his was more like i hate rah rah, rah, rah always ghetto like he he would call him ghetto hood right. hood rats and <laughs> I wouldn't I, say hood rats, but, but you know, it, that's just, I don't know what it was. It was like, I like to, like at, when I was young, I used to like to argue a lot. So it was for me, you know, if a shorty argued, she used to be like, you know, oh, okay, she number one on my list. And he would be like, <laughs> oh, how do you deal with it? Like, why? Like, right. and you know, we kind of figured out the differences. They, you know, that's when we really started to kind of figure out, I know who I am and he kind of knows who he is. So. But, you know. but what, what, what I found weird is that even in high school, I guess high school towards uh, college, we really didn't like being dressed alike. Right. Or, Hated it. You know, we if if we were walking to, to, to class, we would walk together, but he would be a few steps ahead of me and I would right. be behind him or vice versa, because mm -hmm. I guess that was the time we really wanted our own identity. And that's, mm -hmm. that started in for me. I think it started in middle school where I hated, I mean, my pop, he literally put us in different, I think we were only in two classes together, which was first grade and fifth grade. After that, separately, it, it was always separate classes. Um, we just did what we needed to do. Um, I knew I wanted to dress a certain way and he wanted to dress a certain way. So we hated dressing alike when we were in middle school. I hated it, mm. definitely. And we almost never did. Like, and even in high school, we never really dressed alike. People would know we were twins, but they would always ask, why y'all dressing alike? Right. And I guess we had to kind of like, you know, we started together dressing alike and then we kind of grew apart because he did his thing. He has his way of dressing. That style of dressing is way different. So it was like, nah, I can't it, do it. And even though we went this way, as we were getting gotten to college, I guess we kind of came back towards that middle ground. Like, yo, People in the industry just was like, y'all twins, y'all should do that and use that. We was like, nah, I ain't doing all that. Nah. Right. But then it's not, I mean, we could dress alike all the time, but then the one time we dressed differently, people were like, y'all need to dress alike. 
we just didn't understand it. It was weird. So, <laughs> so. so when with, with this love and this of, of music and, and television, who I like to ask this cliche question to everybody, man. Musically, man, who are your influences growing up? Oh. I let him start because this like, show is only what? How long? Right. I mean, it's, I mean, <laughs> um, when we interviewed you, one of the things that we said that what got us in, I had always, we always wanted to DJ. Right. But you can't DJ and dance at the same time. Right. And we kind of like both. Um, but I guess where it ranges from Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, um, Jackson 5. There are so many out there, hip hop artists as well. Um, EPMD, uh, Naughty by Nature, uh, Outcast is just Black Moon. Like, I really got into rap. Like, I we both love RB, and he used to always be the RB cat. And I was always, <laughs> and, and, and no joke, I mean, I, I used to always be like, sometimes he would listen to some of the RB stuff. I'm like, dude, that's just too mellow for me. Like, I can't, I just can't do it. So, yeah, it was, it was, you know, uh, Red Man, Man, Wu Tang Clan, um, Joe to see Boys to Men, and we were the type to, whether it was a CD tape or album, we would flip it to see who wrote it, who produced it, you know, who did background um, to learn how the structure of a song was written, right? Um, how the arrangements were when it came to putting music together. It's just the littlest things, and. We'll never forget the one time we met Faith Evans and she pulled this up on stage and she was more so like, uh, yeah, we, we are big fans of yours. And she was like, OK, thank you. Appreciate that. I said, no, we're songwriting fans. We love what you wrote. We love certain songs. And she was just like she, she literally stopped singing and was like, what? And we was like, <laughs> she was like, nobody checks for her writing. And we was just like, yo, you Faith Evans. How is somebody not? going to check for your rent and then we got into a discussion after she performed so that was pretty cool but um yeah most of the time i'll listen to some r&b you know but i'm really in the rap so you know and but basically uh, i'll love came look if, if you if for me looking at the both of you right even though you're dressing like now i can look at you and tell the difference between the two i have twins in my family and so i know how to i know how to identify by certain demeanors and mannerisms and dispositions and so when y'all talked about who you like the more conservative you know what i'm saying and then versus the more hood it it, it, it actually makes sense and so uh going going into college man i was ha i had the opportunity as well man um when i went to albany state uh, i think maybe around like my second year there to get into college radio and that was because uh two of my two of our brothers uh, they did radio, and so it kind of like it sparked my interest in, to to try that. And so, your first stab at radio, um, what was that experience like? And and um, what? Because for me, and, and when I asked what was that experience like, because for my experience, it wasn't like there was no technical training. <laughs> it was like because I had a name for myself. They're like, okay, boom, you're gonna do this training overnight. We're gonna show y'all the knobs and the buttons, and you just gonna go because we know you're gonna get the ratings. And so. It was not like a radio guru that was just sitting there to say, this is how you do it. Not until I got into independent radio, but so starting out on radio, man, what was y'all experience like? What did y'all have to learn? What were some of those mistakes that y'all made? So on and so forth. Who did what? How did y'all partner pair? Let's go. Well, we, our first, well, 
prior to us ending it up at Radio One, um, we had, of course, he told you about the project. And my thing was the fear. Mm-hmm. It was fear. And at the once we got into uh, Radio One, I became a producer, meaning I run the boards, buy guests, all of that. He likes control. Right. But I like the <laughs> and I'm the oldest by five minutes. He really do like I, I give him his props when it comes to uh, running the boards. He gravit- I don't even understand how he even gravitated more towards the boards. I learned the boards. I did just enough to kind of get through. But when it came to on air for the first time. Oh, my goodness. You talk about fear. Like I you, you never know. People used to always say when when you're in front of the mic, nobody can see you. But in your mind, you can't separate that. You think millions of people are watching you. And Correct. we could, we are. And we kept giving each other signs like, yo, keep going, keep going. Because five minutes can seem like five, five years. Right. We Tell learned me that. about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> Man. The Ooh. way but the way I got out of that, I I started using this when I was at in the studio. And like dropping my head, the mic would be here and I would just be talking and I would have to mentally leave, but not fully to the point where I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Mm. But, I, you know, you got the board up looking at you. You have other people looking at you. If there are other people in the studio, mm-hmm. you got to mentally say, OK, let me. It's almost like when when you're in, I don't know if you've heard this, like when you're when you're acting or if you're singing, mm-hmm. they tell you pay attention to something in the back. Mm-hmm. So that you could, if you focus on that, you can drown out the crowd. Right. Now, that's his story. When I started, it was sort of the same thing where I hated that uh, I couldn't separate the uh, the uh, millions of eyes that I thought were looking at me as opposed to I'm standing, I'm sitting in front of a mic. So what I did was I um, somebody emailed us because they had heard us on air and was like, y'all should, you know, do what most of our family know who the silly one is and, and, and who's the crazy one and who's the quiet one. So I was like, why don't I just finagle that on air? And I started acting really crazy, but not like nothing that, you know, I needed an editor or a drop button, but just <laughs> enough to literally be like, you know, just be me. And then people started gravitating towards it. So when they gravitated toward me, they gravitated toward the way we would go back and forth on air. Right. So we had gotten to the point where we were feeling more comfortable mm-hmm. um, going back and forth. Right. And it got to the point people remembered who we were, not because of the name, right. but how we carried on with each other. Right. Like, it seems like that's that's the way y'all are. That's how we are in real life. We're back and forth with jokes pretty much all day, every day. Yeah, it's just like the the, uh, the theme song we got for our show. We're brothers. We're brothers. Because everybody was like, how y'all going to be on show? Y'all, when you hear that song, the first thing you th- think about is comedy. Because that's how we are. We just, we love laughing. If you ain't laughing, you ain't cool with me. I'm just like, yo, it's, it's got to be about a good time. Because a lot of people sit on air and are in a square and they literally don't want, they think the same thing about the whole, a million people are listening. No, you just got to, be you, do you, and everything will be smooth. But yeah, that's when we really got over the hump of radio 
isn't as big and bad as we thought it was once you get comfortable in that that arena right so starting starting in radio and or being in radio you know and i think there's a difference between influences when it comes to radio so like now uh when i started 20 probably like 08 09 or something like that i'm in radio there's really like nobody that I'm listening to on the radio to figure out like, you know, what do I do? So even when you listen to the radio, you hear like Steve Harvey's or Ricky Smiley's at the time. Um, and and even then, because I was a night jockey, I guess you can say. And so there wasn't like that nighttime person where you're like, well, shoot, who do you copy? Or, or how do you do this? Or how do you engage somebody? And so I know... Uh, for for up north, midwest, even out west, man, like there's a there's a different dynamic when it comes to radio. Like it's it's like the home of all of this hip hop and and how it looks and how it sounds and how it feels. Now, right. so again, like I said, musically, there's a a, a, a sphere or a spectrum of influence. But then in radio, you have so like now, like I, I think I would think of like what you got the breakfast club right you know what i'm saying like they do a pretty decent job at, at holding it down the end or you got these podcast shows so before for your beginning and your time man is there any influence is there any radio show or station that you're listening to where you like you know what big boy in the morning you know what i'm saying uh i forget about my other guy name uh in new york uh <clears throat> he had the dress man um uh, i'm drawing a blank Oh uh, man, they got like the two the two dope shows, and you know you got you got uh Angie Martinez, you got the Breakfast Club now, and then there's one other guy in New York, and everybody goes to like those three places to talk to these folks. Big boy, you know what I'm saying? So, is there anybody that's influencing y'all? Well, I when it comes to interviews, I would say uh, Charlemagne and, and the Breakfast Club because it's something about their interviews. It's like you have three totally different people. And yet they gel. And I love how they interview people. Right, right. I mean, of course, every now and again, they got to keep their fingers on the dump button. But, right. you know, right. I listen to, I like to listen to them. But I, I think I also like listening more to satellite radio. I mean, right. I'm Ebro, just, is, it, is it his name Ebro? No. But I would say The Breakfast Club, too. Um, I like Angie Martinez because she, she, she's not just an on-air talent. She's actually, she's in the industry and she knows a lot of folks. So I love the way it just seems like she's just kicking it with somebody when she's interviewing. It doesn't even really seem like, you know, she can ask the most weirdest questions and they won't get offended. She has a way, you know, yeah, it's like, uh, no pun intended, but she has a wiggle room in order to. Wiggle room. (laughs) I like it. But. He does that, so I think we we look up to the Breakfast Club and Angie Martinez. Yeah, I'm, man, I'm I'm trying to I, I'm on my phone trying to find uh, this guy, man. Oh my god! Like when when I when I find out and I say his name, man, he is he in New York. He's definitely in New York, man. Oh my gosh, yeah. I I get I get it one day, man. I, I'm I, not one day, but I, it'll come back to me. Um, in your opinion. How has music changed your outlook on life? Because one thing, and I'm I'm going way here. I'm gonna come back to college, but I want to jump on something else now. I see where uh, your post, majority of the posts that you make, they're very inspirational. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think it helps to keep you grounded. And so, how do you balance the music 
and or I guess you can say the the style of music and the and the and the the flag that comes with the artist today because in my opinion i don't think the music is that different from you know 10 20 30 years ago i think it's all the same content it's all talking about the same thing we're just older now and our ears are just you know a little different we really don't want to hear what we were listening to when we were in high school or something like that but you know for for your balance you know what i'm saying producing songwriting working radio and then actually trying to keep up with what's going on in the world and trying to have this balance where like you're not being drawn in with actually what's happening or switching up how, how are you guys doing that wow that that's a good question right. um i'm not gonna stop i guess i can speak for me i don't know about him i'm i'm not gonna stop being who i am meaning Okay, gospel music, post a lot of positive things, a lot of the positive scriptures, things that I post, not all personal. <laughs> I, it, 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 no, 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 it, it came to me, Sway in the Morning. Okay, okay, yeah, Sway, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he, 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 he get props too, yeah. It's yeah. Sway. I, uh, I like the positive stuff, I like the scriptures, but even with him, I like the hip hop too, so I listen to everything. I don't listen to just... Christian music. I don't listen right. to just Christian hip hop. I listen to hip hop, R&B, pop. I, I try to, I have an open mind because of course, as you said, the music we grew up listening to, I'm talking like I'm 80 years old. The music <laughs> we grew up listening to is totally different than what we hear now. The music may be a little different, but like you said, it, it, it's talking about, they're talking about the same thing. So I try to give them a chance because I know in my mindset, I'm like, we used to listen to that type of music. We used to do that type of music. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm not listening to that. That's just, you know, that's a crappy song. No, you know, because they got a way of expressing themselves just like we did way back when. And even before when we were coming up, we would be like looking at our parents like, y'all listen to this stuff like Earth, Wind and Fire and Stevie Wonder, like what? And now you get to kind of appreciate that you got at least two or three different generations worth of music that kind of, if, if you close yourself off to new types of stuff, you'll never, you'll never grow. So we're, I'm really good at being open-minded. If I listen to it, if the beat catch me, if the hook catch me, I'm good. If you're talking about something, that's even better. But again, I love the sense of expression. And, uh, and we're never, at least I, we're never going to compromise who we are. Right. Like if I'm, I'm posting, positive scriptures here there and everywhere um doesn't make me a hypocrite it, right because i love okay <laughs> hey you know it, it is what it is i'm not gonna of course i have my own filter from what i post um because i always think if my mother reads this i always think my kids ever read this or right like nieces and nephews or, or grandmas and grandpas. Like I, I always have that in my mindset. I always got to think who else is listening? Cause you never know. You, you might be able to touch one person, but even with negativity, you can still touch one person with that negative, that negative vibe. Right. So. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. So we go backtrack, man, going into, well, let me ask this question. In, in high school, because I know that there's some artists and producers and songwriters, man, who get an early jump start in the career, whether it's personal or mm -hmm. if it's uh, professional, mm -hmm. you know. 
so with the actual songwriting and the producing piece can you think of your initial start your first song you wrote or the first thing you produced the challenges that came with that oh i wrote a halloween song before yeah my first song was a halloween song and then i sat i remember the second song i think i wrote was it was a christmas song i was sitting literally sitting under the tree like under the tree my, my father had to tell me to get from under it but i was literally writing a christmas song and a halloween song was my first song i ever wrote whoa because we would we would take we would like let's say a christmas cd or at the time that cd album you turn around and you see that they have two sides of course number one to let's say six and so forth on the other side and we would think of titles right and try to write right to the title. title and people used to always say that's the backwards way of writing and i was like well who's to say that that's the backwards way of writing yes it may be a little difficult so you could come up with a, a title i don't know the sun is going to shine tomorrow we would try to write a song called the sun is going to shine tomorrow based off of that title right hmm. All right, so now actually getting into the radio side of things and your, your first time there and being drawn to the board because me, that's me. I love the production piece and aspect of things solely because I like putting things together and I like the, the that work element of it. You know what I'm saying? Where you don't, and I feel like I repeat this all the time, Like I feel like I don't have to actually be at the front because I like being a, a part of the actual finished product and just sitting back and watching it's like when i did step shows i thought about everybody's reaction to what they saw and what they heard and so creating it was like the the most uh intriguing intensifying and adrenaline rushing thing so with the board what was most challenging with working and running that board and or what was most you know i catch you to you um <coughs> the the lights the 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 lights on the board which could be complicated because my first initial, when the first time I saw a board, of course we were in high school, uh, college, and when I saw a professional board. We was at we were at Radio One, mm. so it's the lights. The lights is what caught me. But then after you get past the initial lights, you say to yourself, "How in the world am I going to work them?" Because you don't want to to mess up big time. Because it's it's one thing to mess up and only maybe one or two people hear it. It's another when you got 50,000 50, people listening. Right. You mess it up. But yeah. like you, when the product is done, it's like, it's better to be like, wait a minute, I did that. Right. I did that. Right. I did that. Now, I I like production and, and I love things together. Like when it comes to the, I guess, the business side of things, I like control of that. But for the most part, when I was in radio, um, I literally, I like acting a fool on air. I like acting a fool in front of a camera. I, I don't know what it was, but it was like, I was more driven to that, which probably kind of helped because he took over the running of the board. So it would always probably end up in an argument. He wanted it one way and I wanted it another. And so I was like, okay, he don't like playing the front a lot. So if that's the case, then I like being in front of the camera or acting a fool on radio. I want to be able to control that. So I'm like, yo, let's do this because I'm telling you, it's going to get a laugh. And for the most part, he'd look at me like I was crazy. Like, dude, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. And then sure, sure enough, it literally was, it went down like that. He loved that. 
that's a perfect segue to my question, man. I want to talk ENT radio, you know, and, and being producer for this show. Uh, having different outlooks or perspectives sometimes, or, you know, like you just said, having a different idea. I'm like, ah, man, that's going to be corny. Like, no, it ain't going to be. So let, let's literally talk about uh, any distinct moments where you guys either clashed and or where you both were really on the same page and it was like the greatest thing let's t- let's talk ent radio clashing but actually really you know having a solid plan that you both agree on and working together on that um we y'all, y'all yeah, got real little about that clash y'all got a little yeah, about that yeah it, it we 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 actually went on air a few times probably more than a few where we were beefing 20 minutes before the show i mean like beef we ready like, to scrap right there like we could <laughs> In the parking lot and be ready to scrap. Right. It was just sometimes. I mean, now you, you can't even remember half the stuff we would argue about. But for the most part, it be it would probably be something about the show. Yo, we're not going to do this this week because you did this last week, and that's off. Like we would literally clash. We and we we still clash. We don't get as right <laughs> evident. <laughs> yeah, it's but just. Clash. But sometimes those shows where we're clashing, those tend to be one of the best shows we've always had. It's just like. How does that work? I still haven't even figured that out. Like, right. I'm flash, and yet, you know. But then there's some surprise shows that we didn't see coming, and like we had a caller call in, and we were cool friends with him, and and all of a sudden he just started preaching over the phone over the air, right? And we were like, okay, what's what's happening? And like he was literally preaching to us over there and we had to kind of keep composure i mean but you know that's one of those memorable shows but when it comes to clashing we do that quite a lot quite often so it's like we clash before this interview right like about what we were going to wear i i i I, I can see that but i mean you you come in in sync man and then you know you're going to be on with your boy so it's going it's going it's going to be this this natural you know this natural flow you got the backdrop you got the radio twins hat got the radio twins hoodie i mean i need i need one of them hoodies man i rock that down here in georgia man it's just what i you know i would it's the it, it, (laughs) it it's the brand so now I don't know how many years later, but let's just say years later, okay. when we think about writing, you know, and producing and content creating, what's inspiring the content now versus then? Wow. Um, pandemic, for one, life in general, uh, I, mental health, death. And I never really, really thought I would be able to write a song or whatever and it comes back to that but these days literally have one thinking specifically me anyway um you just don't know about tomorrow so it's like and i don't mind writing a gospel song or writing a regular r&b song um and i'm i've never been the type to say i'm gonna write a gospel song i just write something that comes from here my mind and my heart right so it it don't sound like like we talked before when we did our video, um, um, interview with you before. It was like, for instance, mystical. Most of mystical stuff um, after Shake It Fast, he had other songs that literally were uh, uh, inspired by God and, and whatnot. And people didn't even realize and it was his biggest hits. And it's like, like that's how I write. It's like, I don't expect it to be a, I'm just going to write this just to be an inspirational song. No, it's it's just 
what I thought about something. Right. So, so with, with the writing now, because this is interesting, uh, how are you shopping these songs out? Are there, are you writing with a certain artist in mind? Are you writing just with your feeling in mind? Uh, how does one get their song into the right hand to ensure that it goes to the best artist? To you know what I'm saying? To, because so that they can get your point across, especially when it's a song where somebody is singing it. You 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 can have the perfect message, man, but if they can't sing, man, you're like, God dang it. You know, <laughs> the song was good, but you missed the mark. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how, how, how are we shopping this around? My, my first song that I wrote, uh, it was with uh, BM, BMI. Mm. I had no clue until I received like a $5 check. A rock band re redid my hook and used my hook of this song. And I wasn't expecting a rock band to do a song of mine. So, you know, so we know a lot of people in the industry, regardless, not the industry, radio industry. Let me, let me clarify that. Radio industry. So we always come across rappers and singers and producers. So sometimes we just be like, oh, y'all need a song heard or either they've heard that we write. So, yeah, how we, we get our songs to certain people. Right. And as far as I think what my biggest hurdle that I'm currently trying to get over is that four letter word that begins with an F, ends with an R fear oh hmm. um and i try to write about that and i see things online that pushes me past that um that it can be done mm -hmm. and you probably don't know this like there was a video of you i believe you were speaking to young people mm -hmm. or i don't know if it was young people but you had a mic you were standing and i think you talked about education and parents and how um uh pretty much you pretty much you scolded them in the nicest way that you right. could <laughs> Ooh, because it it pushes it lets me know that obviously what you do affects other people mm -hmm. and you weren't i tell me you weren't even scared enough to yeah, pull you that had, mic you, up and you, like look you had tact and you you were stern but you were still cool to you know because some people don't take direction well right or or advice well but it's like you adapted to your crowd and you know one, one, and, and i appreciate that commendation man one, one of the things that i realize is is that when it comes to just let's just say our people right our, our black boys and girls brown you know latinos and all you know when i think about just our demographic of people and our culture uh, I'm I'm always serious about what we do and, and how we're presented and what's projected it and how they represent us and and then too how people receive them, um, and then the other part of it is, is that I realize is that sometimes it got to be light. You know what I'm saying? It, it got to be it got to be a little light because publicly I, I want everybody to be aware of. The fact that we can all privately give a message, but if we can't publicly, you know, give that message out to people like that, then somebody else could be watching. Like, ah, oh, well, that's just Trey. You know what I'm saying? Or oh, he, that's just Wiggles, or whatever the case is, man. But everybody know when it comes to when it comes to our culture, when it comes to our kids, especially, man. Like, I'm, I'm serious about everything. Now, I laugh and joke because I'm the same way in the hallway. I'm in my in my school. I'm the same way in the classroom, same way in the hall. Like, I'm gonna laugh and I'm a joke, but I'm like, hey, turn right back around. And wow, you know what I'm saying? Like you got like, yo, what are you doing with this right here? Like, or 
because for me, I just want people to understand the way I was made to understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to go out here and misrepresent us, period. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah, I can't say that I've always made the right or the best decision, but that's, that's the, the point is, is I want kids to know that it, you might not understand it now, but you're going to get to a point in one day, you're going to be like, man, I remember I was like in fourth, fifth grade, man, this guy said X, Y, and Z, and he sure was right. You know, and so... But I, I want to ask this question, right? Cause, so I had a cousin. He is a songwriter and artist, singing, man, and, like, incredible at it as well. I, I gave him this idea. I told him one day, man, I think you should go to a park or wherever you go, and you should just have conversations with people about, like, their love story, how they met, and how they do this, that, and the third. And, like, you should get their names and write a song after that. You know, name the song their name, right? And then write about what they told you and put it in a certain way. And And for me... I think as as it relates to fear, I think if you continue to put yourself in a position of having to always get over yourself or get out of yourself, I can't I can't even say that it get easier because the more the more you get in front of people and the bigger the crowd gets the, 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 the Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you have that man, but I think again for me. I'm always talking to people, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, so that was just a, a, a plug. I think it, if you put yourself in those positions more, like I know y'all already do, you, and just consistently doing that, John, like it, it's like everything just becomes even more natural. So with, with that being said, with that being said, um, is there anything that you think that you wouldn't be willing to write or you wouldn't be willing to produce and or do? Wow. Um, I, I pro well, um, I probably wouldn't curse much um, because I was always taught if you curse not to the tennis because your your vocabulary is not yeah, I, I hope whoever right. I hope y'all watching this and listening to this. I say I say that too, man. I'm like, man, they always say, man, you curse them, you ain't got an extensive vocabulary. You got to use that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I know it's culture, man. It's just what we do. But I think that was taught to us too. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. Not to say that you know there have been some times where I didn't slip a few words, and I, I wouldn't even say slipped. I just said it because sometimes <laughs> you be in those moments where you're just like, okay this particular curse word fits the situation it, it, right? it makes it better <laughs> i wouldn't condone any violence in my music you know right and, and even if they say you know there's a way you can write about violence where it won't condone it you know what i mean depending on the situation if it's in uh, a situation where you dealt with violence in in life you can express yourself in a way where you don't have to literally sound like you condoning fighting you know what i mean that type deal right. so no i wouldn't like condoning violence or anything so yeah I'm, I'm gonna switch gears and then come back over here man i heard the mention of kids are, are your kids following your footsteps musically or professionally or anything like that well we don't have any i came close okay <laughs> you said i came close yeah okay okay so, okay that was <laughs> I didn't expect that as well, but I didn't I, I didn't expect that at all whatsoever. <laughs> no, he he laughing because that was a, a young lady. But anyway, but anyway, that's a whole nother story. But um <laughs> that's <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just being real. But but, anyway. uh, but yeah, it's like you know, I, I want kids and, and we've always been told by the, our doctors, like, you know, we're 
ten, we're going to have twins and triplets or it's going to skip a generation. So I would love to have a kid to be able to teach what I'm doing and, and have a little junior me running around this world. Gotcha, but, gotcha. but it's good to, uh, to, see, to have the ones that we do, like we have God kids as well who follow what we do. A lot of people follow what we do. Mm-hmm. I think, and I, he'll remember this when I, when I tell this story, when mm-hmm. we first started doing the show, mm-hmm. we just figured, Oh, we're doing the show to be doing the show. Right. And then they had this big event down at the stadium mm-hmm. and we were setting up and there was a lady who had, I think the, the her son was about six, yeah, seven, six or seven. She said, are y'all the radio twins? He's like, what? She said, I know who y'all are. We listen to you every weekend. We were just like, really? And then she, she and her son comes from around us and says, yeah, we listen to you all the time. I love listening to you. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we were just like, okay, who are we listening? Right. And taking what we say, even though we joke a lot, we, we even during the show, we tend mm-hmm. to try to put um, we could make any kind of show crazy, but we, right. we have segments and different right. segments. Like, for instance, I, we love black history. Right. So we figured the only way that most will tend, including kids who will listen to black history, you right. have to dress it up so that they're able to say, well, wait a minute, I didn't know that. You give it right. to them in increments. Like right. literally we talk about politics and, and, and anybody of any age can follow what we're talking about. I could talk about business moves. Anybody can follow because we just try to cater the way we talk because we know if you've got one person to follow, you're an, you're an influence. Right. So we just try to come from that aspect. So it's all in how you dress it up, whether right. it's a song, whether it's a show. You, if you dress it up enough, and when I say dress up, I don't want it to be like you dress it up to where you're not being real with yourself. Right. No. It, it inviting so the other person will be able to be like you know what that sticks in my memory because i didn't know that martin luther king did this even though he did this too you know yeah. i mean cause I, I, not, I i totally get it because you, you though you may want to be like exclusive you still at the same for me i should say though sometimes i want like that exclusive stuff or i want myself to be exclusive i also still kind of wanted to have that like all-inclusive feel so it's like hey ladies exclusive like only certain people really getting this but everybody could get it but only certain people get it so I want to ask this question, man. Very simple question as it relates to that one story. Um, because, again, for me, I, I can relate doing radio, man. So what is the most, uh, how should I say it? Hmm. What, what's been the most fulfilling thing about doing radio? Um, I Yes. I, I like how y'all always look at each other and be like, right. what are we going to say? What is fulfilling? Do you? <laughs> Good questions. I, I, it's, I don't know. It's, I guess even though we do a show, it's the okay, music is one thing, but the teaching is mm-hmm. better. I think to me, that's what's fulfilling. Because if I know I'm excited, I'm like, because I'll tell him, did you know such and such did this? Right. Imagine what other people will do when they the way i feel right is how i want them to feel i think what's what's really big for me is like not the way it sounds but being able to meet celebs is not 
meeting the celebs, but to find out these celebrities are just like people, like they're they're regular people. And 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 we've had a few of them. Y'all don't trip out, or y'all don't, you know, when you no. We've always been where I'm. I'm not, you know, we don't fan out. We don't be like, yo, yo, so and so is in the building. No, that's not. That's just not who we are. We we literally gravitate to uh, celebrities with regular conversation. And you know, you would be amazed at what we talk to Kirk Franklin about. You'd be amazed at what we talk to Mary J about, like stuff like that. It's like they're regular people. Yeah, I was just about to ask, man, because you, you mentioned EPMD early, you mentioned Faith Evans, man. So I was gonna ask, like, so who were some of these celebs, you know what I'm saying, that y'all talked to that y'all like, yo, like, you know, again, maybe not fan out, but you're still just like, man, I would have never imagined running to, to this person or coming across this person and being able to talk to these people. Let, let's get that list, man. Well, you know what he who, what he gonna say? Well, first, okay, uh, I remember the day that a beautiful young lady came to this, the studio, mm-hmm. and I thought that I would lose voice and speech. There were actually two. The first was uh, Dante Moore. Mm. I just was like in love with him. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Uh, uh, the the day that I met her. Uh, I was able to get a picture with her. And I said, at the time, I think she had just divorced. Mm-hmm. I think his name Kadeem Hardison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I just was like, all I could think of to say was, you had me at, you had me at old school loving. And she just smiled and put me in close for the picture. And I just was like, mm-hmm. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you somebody told a similar Mary J story too, man. Y'all took a picture. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah. He embarrassed. He embarrassed. <laughs> it was it you know, and she gravitated towards that because she knew her her at the time her husband knew like whatever. But I basically told her husband that I was my brother her. was her original first husband. I'm telling you that right now. He laughed like he, you know, he he could have just gotten like really angry with it, but he laughed and he was like, "I'm gonna tell Mary that." Sure enough, she comes she comes back out and she she asked him the, the husband her husband at the time. She said, uh, uh, you know, where, where is he? And we was like, we was like, was, who, what did she ask? She said, where's my second husband? And all I could do was just drop. My like head. he like froze. <laughs> it was, it was really cool. But, you know, I think when I met Monica, um, it became speechless. I, I you know, I, you know, I, I was real, real. What was her name? Melanie Fiona is another one. I love this, this lady. This lady is like, Oh my goodness. But when I saw uh, Monica, um, I couldn't speak. She was like, hey fellas, how you doing? I was yeah, like, I said, hello. And I was like, <laughs> and I, I, but. <laughs> Starstruck. <laughs> now when everybody know, I love Brandy. When uh, I met Brandy, she was doing some play, I forget what it was called, but it was in New York. And um, she was taking pictures with fans and, and she's like, hey, you wanna take a picture? I was like, yeah. She put her face on my face. I said, hold up, you, you sure? Like, you know, I, you know, I want to give celebrities their space. Right. And she's like, baby, come on. I was like, you sure? Because I, I mean, and uh, you talk about somebody ain't watched that, that side of the face for about three, four hours. Like, I was like right. blown. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so now when it, when it when it comes to celebs and even like let's just talk work. If you had if you had a list of man, 
if opportunity presented itself to work with these artists or work with these entertainers or actors or actresses or, you know, these famous whoever, or even if they're not famous, just some people, man, that you hadn't worked with, who? what's that list? Um, There's a DJ that I thought was pretty cool, right? Um, And I kind of want to see him operate in, in live, right? Live. Um, His name is Wiggle, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, see, 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 and and I'm I was amazed because I went on the uh, the cruise, the cruise, the I call it the blue cruise, but I know it's a certain name. But shout out to Braxton, oh Braxton, right? Y'all, and it was like, how's y'all didn't have any videos or did I miss them? Like, because I'm sure there's got to be some 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 video where you was like on the tables. Come on now, I, I DJ well this past cruise, man. I only DJ Wednesday night, the night in New Orleans. That was the only time that I DJ, man. And every, any other time after that, we was on the boat. And the boat, they do their thing on the boat. And we, well, I did a little bit at our day party. We had a day party, and I just I ain't even bringing my stuff because we did we weren't slated to have a day party, but we were like so lit and live, man. And uh, the cruise directors, the hotel directors, they were like, yo, like uh, some sorrows that I hadn't even met it yet. They had went in, I guess, was telling them about us, man, or they were asking questions. They were like, yo, come here, Wiggs. And I'm like, hey, yo, what's going on? Hey, you know, so we want to do this. You should do this. You should do that. Why you ain't tell us? And we didn't know this. And so, like, that was that moment. But I've dj more at our other cruises, man. And, you know, honestly, as. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really pat myself on the back like that when it comes to me DJing, man. I think I'm just a personality, man. But I, I mean, people love it. You know what I'm saying? I stay booked, but <laughs> you see, I, I, I stay booked. So, <laughs> I would love but, you hey, look, yeah, let's let's make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just y'all just tell me when and I'm coming. Okay, Definitely. cool. Definitely. Um, I would love to also work with Dr. Dre, Timberland, um. Jamin Lewis. Jamin Lewis. Uh, who else? Stevie. Stevie Wonder, of course, um, before he retires anyway. Um, bro. Singers, I would love to work with Brandy. I love her voice. Monica, Melanie Fiona, Janet Jackson. That's my number one right there, too. Right. But uh, who else? Faith Evans. Yeah. I wish uh, Whitney was still here. Whitney Houston. I would have loved to write a song for her. Um, there's so many. Who else? Uh, hip hop artists. I would love to work with everybody in Wu Tang Clan, except for a few. But I, I mean, I'll just say I'll put it out there. I would love to work with anybody in, in, in Wu Tang Clan. Um, I would love Outkast. I uh, wish they would get back together. Uh, Boyz II Men. All four of them, not just the three. Boyz II Men. Who else? Um, <laughs> No, I'm saying because you know it, it. They were a powerhouse when it came to four, and it was like you, when you lose an entity, you know, some people even in bold they drop down like two or three or whatever. So yeah, like I would love to work with uh, God rest his soul, uh, Biggie, uh, uh, Pop too. I would love to, and and that, with me with the poetry, I would love to work with Pop. Um, when when a person says to me, "Oh, I write poetry," at that point, I'm like, "What?" Right. Um, have this thing where like I, I love um there was a book that was given to us in morgan i can't think of the title but it had a lot of black writers mm -hmm. and poets in it right like um <clears throat> nina simone i love her, her stuff right uh there's a lot of Tupac writes poetry jill scott writes 
poetry album. And we didn't really think that we could connect with anybody in the Harlem Renaissance era. And then when we started really getting into black history and and taking classes in that, we were just like, wow, this time period happened and and nobody gave it coverage as much as you thought it would have. I mean, it was big, but yeah, we'd love to work with, you know, some, some big artists in that, that time era as well. So. Man, that that's an incredible thing, man. So, uh, fast fast forward to where we are now, man. What you guys doing now, man? I just I don't even really want to ask questions. I really just want y'all to unload on us, man. From you know the the apparel to the radio, everything that we all need to know now, man. And then we'll go from there. Just unload. Well, we first we got the apparel. Um, it's called Born, the number two win. If you put it, most people think, oh, it's just the twin thing. No, it's not. I mean, it's a play on words for the twin thing, but it's for everyone. Um, The idea from that is basically, like I said at the beginning of the interview, everybody is born to win, Mm -hmm. regardless of who you are. You're here. You're put here for a reason. Mm -hmm. Don't let that reason pass you by. Right. And And we want to get into athletic wear, more athletic wear. Um, I I don't know what happened. Not, not that I don't rock a suit, but I've been really getting into suits lately. And I would love to do, you know, suits, bow ties, regular ties, uh, shoes. Because uh, a lot of black men don't own a suit. Right. Like that. I, I love the fact that I would like to create my own suit line, you know. But other than that, you know. But, music. but our, our, web, our website for the apparel is born to win store.com b-o-r-n the number two w-i-n-s-t-o-r-e.com if you want to check that out mm-hmm. um of course if you ever want to see us on any doing anything you can always go to our website which right. is the radio twins.com and the way he says it is almost like a yeah if you got animated put, yeah sort of the same way we came with name, but it's like the radio twins.com right so um yeah because i always love the way that people would promote yahoo you know, at the end of the song, it was almost like a melody, Yahoo! And I was like, no, it's got, it's got to stand out when I say it. Definitely. So I would always just do that. But um, we got a nonprofit. Uh, we try to help kids as much as we possibly can. Um, we, we like to not just focus on the kids as well. We, we, we love giving a helping hand to whoever may need it. Um, we got another brother that we work with that's like pretty cool. He got some things going on. Um, shout out to Billy Live on this. Um, so yeah, uh, we we tried not to have too many things because I was always told when you focus on several things, you kind of get lost and nothing gets done. Mm. So we just have to work on what's coming up. I just finished school. I'm thank God that's done. Um, my it's weird because people's now well my classmates anyway call me doctor and I'm like no I'm still old Chuck. I'm I'm like the title. That's it. And we definitely got the uh, we, we like to do our we call it the our podcast, which is usually on Wednesdays at 8 mm-hmm. p.m. Um, there we tend to talk about topics we normally wouldn't talk about on radio. Um, we and usually there's not a time limit on it. Um, it's called the Radio Twins Experience. Uh, we also do what we call a, a another arm of that where we interview different people. And we interviewed you before on right. Instagram. Um, and of course that seems to, people want us to still interview them. And it's like, wow, we didn't think it would be as big as it was. And right. again, shout out to Billy live. 
and Wisdom Court because he was the one initially who said, y'all should start doing that when the pandemic first started. We were right. like, really? Right. And it kind of hit. So, yeah, that's where they can find Listen, first, I, you got to make sure you get one of them hoodies, man. I, 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 I don't know why, man. I got, I got so many hoodies. It's crazy, man. Like it ain't, it ain't even always cold where I'm at, man. But I just love, I, I love, I love hoodies. I got the little slouch going on on this, on this right now, man. But so, born to win. We got the apparel. Eventually, hopefully, we can get in the suits because they don't have suits. You got the podcast. You got the radio show, uh, songwriting. Is there anything that the twins can't do? Um, prolong life, right? <laughs> that that was that was a good that was a good one, right? Um, couple more questions I'm gonna ask, man, before I, before I let y'all go, man. Um, if hmm hmm. if you had an opportunity. To have to be when and I ah man I use it for for I guess for lack of a better term right you know it, it uh, Nori always asks the question when they do the uh, slime thing right it's like you know independent or major if you know what I'm saying if you were doing your show and a corporation was like hey. We're gonna put all this money into y'all. We need y'all to do this, that, and the third, so on and so forth, right? You like you being real with yourself, being authentic. Is there a number that's you know too large or not too large for you to be like, all right, man, yeah, boom, we we going, we gonna do this, you know, <laughs> we gonna take everything, everywhere. or are you like, you know what, now, nah, whatever support we have now, whatever backing we got now, we want to make sure that we can kind of keep it as is without having to make any other major deals. I think. I wouldn't, wouldn't one. I wouldn't compromise me or us. I, right. I don't want to compromise that. Um, as, if you look at like let's say social media, we don't have two hundred followers. We don't have a thousand or you know followers. We feel like when you're working towards maybe when that happens, it's you can look back and say I worked to get that. Right. I don't want to say I paid a corporation that gives me a lump sum of money to, you know, to get there. Right. It's like, well, well, where was the hard work? Yeah. I, I They'll don't, come. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, most cup, I, I wouldn't even say a couple. When I was younger, I probably would have been like, yeah, show me the money. Right. Now, like, you know, am I going to have to change up who I am? Because I'm not going to sit here and basically tap dance for nobody especially if it means my image, you know, and my image, I we literally connect with people. So if I can't be who I am and hang out, trip, have fun, oh, getting paid three, four million dollars. Mm, I don't want it. I don't want it. I really don't. And as crazy as it sounds, I, you know, back then I probably was like, yeah, give me the three mil. Now I'm like, nah, uh, let me, let me see what, what it entails. Right. I like the progression. Yeah. I like the, the hard work. Love right. progression to right. get there. Right. Not gonna sell me out. Right. What what is something that you guys don't hear and or see on TV enough in your in your opinion for the black community? So what's some information and or some news that you think we should be seeing and or hearing or talking about more frequently than we do? Health. It's mainly 
health, black health. Um, and, and what I mean by black health is we don't have a, a, a lot of black males literally up on their health. No matter what it is, it's like we, we take on a role. We're going to help the household. We're going to do what we got to do, work 24-7, work full jobs, make sure the kids are straight, make sure everything is on point, you know, bills is paid. But when it comes to your health, we all literally fall short. And you would have asked somebody, when was the last time you had a checkup? Or when was the last time you, you, you know, you got your blood sugar checked? Do you have diabetes? Little stuff like that. We're so, as black men, we're so afraid to get bad news. Well, we don't have to wait until we get the bad news for it to be bad news. Right. Health. I think we need to hear more of situations with health across the TVs and radios. But of course, you know, you don't get that too much. So we always try to be advocates for know your health and financial health. Right. Um, because a lot of people think um, with, with what's going on in social media, mm -hmm. you, you see a lot of cash, you see cars and all of that. And, but they don't deal in investments. Right. And you say to yourself, well, I just want to live for the day, but what about tomorrow? Right. What about your kids for tomorrow? Right. You don't want to leave them and they're struggling. Right. Of course, you probably were when you were younger mm -hmm. and you now have some money. So what about your kids? Do you care that much about yourself? Or do you want to leave a legacy? Right. You know, and it's not even, sometimes it's really, well, it could be mostly about legacy, but if you if you're not thinking for today, like just kind of okay, you got like a hundred thousand dollars in your hand right now, but you'd rather showcase it online. Not to say that everybody does that, but you don't think of the consequences of your actions. Your actions when you blow your money on something. Why buy a, a, a car that's I don't know ninety thousand and you got a hundred thousand dollars? Like it Correct. makes no sense. No, no, no. Correct. I read some uh, a couple years ago, man. It was in a. It's in a book, a college course book, and the the study, or basically said that majority, I guess, of people who grow up a certain way, will grow up that way, and their children will then repeat the same cycle because of where they, how they've grown up. It's, it's just because of what they've seen consistently and constantly, man. And so, you're, you're right. Um, two part question, man, is. The first part of that question, is there any choices and or decisions that you guys have made together and or independently in the business that you wish you would not have made um, or that you're incredibly glad that you made? And then the other part of that question is, is what advice would you give the next generation of radio personalities and hosts and producers and writers? Um, I, I would say keep going no matter any time. I think he said at the beginning, no matter what, if someone says no, somebody eventually will say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, you yourself or take criticism hard, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm. Um, I personally don't regret anything because. It went, it went down for a reason. It, it happened for a reason. Good or bad. I mean, there's you, every situation is a learning situation, regardless of the good situation or if it turned out to be a negative one. Brad, anything. Because if you do, you'll never get anywhere. Yeah. I agree. 
and and sometimes when you know when we say some of the things that we say you just you think it's this big old cookie cutter type answer and it's like yeah no i mean that's that's really the truth it's like you learn from and it took a minute for us to get to that point where we're like yeah i know that negative situation didn't work out but oh it was the reason why it didn't work out um you know so yeah it there have been some times where we didn't like the way it ended up but we just kind of you know picked it up kept pushing and went another another route we just like learned from that situation we knew what not to do the next time right last and final question man who was the creator of the logo and the tagline for born to win uh well we uh the name the way it was spelled was for me I, i i i couldn't use the word radio and not put a y in it i had to like streeten it up a little bit because we of course we said we at the beginning when we it was given to us out of i guess jokingly right and it was a, a friend of ours that we knew a while ago um i think we created the the logo like i want to say maybe and go um and i said whatever logo we wanted it had to spark of course the name was radio but it just had had to had to be something, you know, that involved radio. And, and most of the logos that we were looking at that we had him create, it was just like it was like a radio. And I was like, it just reminded me too much of like old school. And I was like, no, we needed something that was just going to pop. And literally, you know, people see it when they see it. And we had to have the colors white and blue in it. Right. And I guess you could guess as to why. Yeah, we have different versions of that in different colors. <laughs> right, I know because when y'all was making the flyer for me to come on, man, I'm like, boy, yeah, y'all putting out this work extra quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, d- definitely, you know, what I'm saying probably the hardest working duo, you know, uh, in, in the game. But seriously though, you know, I, I took it seriously when you said, hey, man, y'all want to work with me? Hey, look, dead serious, man. We definitely need to set it up. You know what I'm saying? And I. Ain't, and for me, certain things are just just fun, and I'm just and I'm being totally honest. You know what I'm saying? Certain things are just fun. You just want to do it, and or you just want to be in that element and or space. You know what I'm saying? Because you just never know what comes in those moments, man. And I take those things seriously, especially in this moment that I'm in now, man. So again, you say the word, man. We we come up with the time of the weekend, man, and or you know weekday. Hey, boy, hey, I'm there. We're here, man. Oh my gosh, we're here. We're together. We're gonna take this thing. You know, to a whole, to a whole another level, man. Again, how can everybody reach y'all, see y'all, meet y'all, and greet y'all? Oh man, that's a that's a new. I think I'm gonna do that again, man. Oh, that was. Oh, I love that right there, man. <laughs> I'm gonna rewind and go back and see what I said, right? Like, what? See y'all, reach y'all, meet y'all, and greet y'all. That's yeah. how. That's how. That's it. Hey, that's see? it. See, see. Oh, but uh, yeah. We're just gonna say it like you normally I'm, do when we're on the show. This is how we say it on the show. When if you want to follow us, if you want to uh, see what we're doing on the internet, you can always go to our website, which is theradiotwins.com. Uh, www.theradiotwins. T H E R A Y D I O T W I N S dot com. If you ever want to follow us on social media, we're on all platforms. You name it, we're on it. You follow us, we follow you back. Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitch. Uh, a TikTok, you name it, we're yeah. on it. Emails as well. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. 
My brothers, man, I thank y'all so much for taking out the time to be busy schedule, man. Sit down with your boy on Wiggins Road Network, home of the young woman, tip and necessary opinion. Y'all remember, do somebody good, somebody do you good. Keep God first, never last. We out of here.